0: Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so, you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce my guest, Sarah Wade, who has made lemonade when life threw her lemons. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Good this fine day. It's (laughs) lovely to have you here with me. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do now, Sarah.
1: Well, um, if I think about it, you know, every day now I wake up to my dream in action. Um, I now commute six minutes to Edelong Beach and I open my Waterview Haven cozy home, so I am a shopkeeper at the moment (laughs) and um, I'm now in my own business. Um, So it's a cute store full of homewares and gifts which I opened um, seven months ago and that's after spending um, just over 35 years in the corporate world where they owned me. Now I own me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice to wake up every morning and do something that I've wanted to do, yeah, that's me at the moment.
0: (laughs) Mm, So your corporate role, you were working in large organisations, Sarah?
1: Yeah, I was. I was in – got up to a sort of a general manager in HR and that was in mining and banking more so. So, yeah, pretty large um, organisations big budgets, big teams, big decisions, all this uh, international travel, six figures, all that sort of stuff. So that was that was great. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it as, as we go along, but it was mm. time to move on, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and big pressure too, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I think
1: everyone knows who works in the corporate world, um, particularly in this day and age. It is so difficult to do. Um, and as I said, they own you um, and all your time. So it can be very difficult, yeah.
0: And so how would you describe your wellbeing journey? On the the
1: 1st of July, 2015, um, I had a, a stroke at work. I don't remember the first few days, but my girlfriend who came to visit me tells me that um, she wasn't expecting to see me the next day. so it It wasn't a good experience um I was told I did die, so that wasn't that wasn't very nice either but I um got into a hospital really quickly, so I was lucky I did have it at work <laughs> They um got me there very quickly and um shortly after you know after a couple of days, I realized that um, I wasn't able to talk and I couldn't even answer or focus on the questions on um, family feud and the so that was really uh, I I felt really stupid that I couldn't even answer those questions and the other, other issue was um my right side was um paralyzed but um my journey um started very quickly it only took me a day or so to start my journey when when the nurses stood me up for the first time um it was it was a good feeling of course but as I stood up, I looked around and I saw other women um, in the hospital also taking their first steps, and I knew at that point I had a, a job to do. So uh, that's pretty much it. Um, that was how I realised that, okay, this is just another work item to do, <laughs> so where's my list and I'll, I'll get it done. So that was how my um, well-being journey sort of started.
0: You sound very resilient, so I guess that prior to that, can you think of how it was in those days leading up to that stroke, Sarah?
1: Yeah, it was um, very difficult. As most people know that are in the corporate world, all you're really doing is change management. Um, You're constantly changing systems and processes. You're also sending work overseas overseas. And the other hard part in change management is the people change management. And everyone knows that when you change things in the corporate world, there are people who are also impacted. So that means most of the time you're just telling people that they no longer have a job. And um, a very quick story, um, the last person I had to tell who didn't have a job was um, a big Samoan team manager of mine he was a beautiful man had a great heart and when I told him um he he cried because the day before I was telling him he had a um I was giving him a present for having a baby so that to me when I look back on when I was in the corporate world was too hard to continue doing um and you know no one could tell me why I had a stroke I don't have any cholesterol or anything like that, but um, my cardiologist eventually said to me, it must have been lifestyle, so time to change.
0: Yeah. Mm, Yeah. You would have been under not only the stress of long hours and the workload, but you're under this emotional stress. So obviously at that time, you probably were a bit of a machine, you know, working and getting the job done and trying to be empathetic towards people but be pragmatic about the business reason why, you know, driving the change.
1: Yeah, you've, you've always got to deliver some sort of message in the corporate world that you don't agree with, absolutely, 100%. And to sit down and to tell people that they no longer have a job when they've just bought a house, they've just had babies – um, it's very hard to do. So, yeah, it was an emotional issue as well as um, being a machine, yeah.
0: And then you've obviously gone on this personal journey where you've got this complete shift to your world. So waking up not realizing that you you can't talk, your mind is not working the way it was, your body mm. is not responding because of the paralysis So I'm interested in how did you manage your attitude and mindset? So obviously there were times when you needed to dig deep about these things.
1: Yeah, look, um, I've never been a person who has suffered from depression ever. And I never really felt down very much um, during my journey either. There were a few days where, you know, I thought, oh, my God, how, how am I going to get the words out today when I've got to do something? So, and and I, still, I still think that way. Having to talk today, well, I didn't really think about it, but I did when I started. So, yeah, I'm still finding the right mindset to feel confident every day to, to talk my boyfriend likes the fact that I don't have to talk talk much, so much, <laughs> but i it, it's nice that that mindset is sort of slowly changing and in and I do appreciate today doing this podcast because it was it's it's a great experience to to um get my confidence up again, so thank you for that but i i as I said, I never really felt down at all. But I knew um, I would be a different person when I started this journey and I was looking forward to figuring that out, how how different I was going to be. The other issue I had was um, fatigue. I I still get um, fatigue every day, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, whatever. Um, And your mindset that you have to have is you have to push through it every day you know you're going to get tired you know you're gonna hit the wall so you've got to learn quickly how to prioritize and to let things wait some some days you can't do it and you say no and you say it will wait till tomorrow
0: It's probably very different to how you were in the corporate world. (laughs) Um, Yes, the bosses wouldn't like you saying, I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Not at all. And can can you give me an example where you were perhaps in your rehabilitation, where you wondered to yourself, can I do this, and what you did to actually support yourself to get through that?
1: Um. Yeah, like I said, I, I never really felt down too much, which which meant that I didn't lose hope at all. Um, you know, when you when you first start your uh, your speech therapy rehab and and you you first start getting the words out, and that's um very motivating as well too. So I was lucky; I had a ba- a brain injury where I was able to recover. fairly, fairly quickly in my first six months. And then it sort of stalls a bit. So, um, but where did I find a time that I couldn't put probably, probably about five weeks in, I had um, a partner at the time and then he disappeared and he was, he was looking after me. He was helping me with my cat and um, uh, getting groceries and all those sorts of things. And, and suddenly he was gone, and I've gone to myself. Oh, my, my goodness, how do I how do I now cope? So I was a bit naughty. I started driving. Um, I shouldn't have done that, um, but I started doing small trips to. So sometimes you've got to break the rules <laughs> to get through <laughs> things, I guess, in a way. Um, but also, again, it's about okay, that happened push through and figure out how you're going to do it now. So that probably would have been the worst time um, to lose my partner. I'm glad I did now. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be the difficult, most difficult
0: time. You say that you're now living your dream in action and it's all, almost like you've had to defer it until this stage of your life, which is great that you're in that space now. But you kind of go, Ooh. well, what would have happened if this dreadful stroke had not had come about? Would you still Ooh. be in corporate? Would you still be disconnected from the rest of your life because you so busy being busy? You know, one always ponders these type of things. But I'm also keen to understand there must have been some lessons or skills that you've learned to improve your own well-being as you've gone through this journey?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and the first one is uh, eat well. There's, there's there's no question about being uh, healthy with your well-being. And in order to um, support your mental health, your spiritual health, you have to eat well, no denying that. And it has to be every day. So, you know, I... I've got a, a, a new partner now who makes sure that I eat well. He'll bring my lunch down today for sure. Um, so uh, every day um, you've got to be taking your time and ensuring you are important and what you want to achieve. So that, that would have to be my, my greatest lesson in terms of well-being is um, be healthy and put the right things um, in your mouth definitely
0: you mentioned something earlier about you know not rushing to complete things
1: you are always um i i don't mean doing things in a selfish way i mean doing things in a a contented way that you're comfortable and you're ready for the day and it doesn't matter if you don't get everything done there is another day and if it can wait let it wait and if you know you've got to rest, rest. Don't go and do the next three things that are on your list, um, and that's important to do also.
0: I guess the other thing that we've spoken about before is you are probably defining yourself by what you did at the time. So mm-hmm. what have you learnt around that?
1: Look, um, when I reflect back on what I did for 35 years there were some terrific times but there were also some some very tough times as well too so what I what I was doing back then what you know I was more concerned about um, moving up the corporate ladder figuring out how to do that because I was going through it in the sort of the 80s and 90s that was very difficult for all women to be able to go through the corporate world somehow you had to Um, get the next promotion so yeah I was probably thinking about me and how I um, could you know live a better life through through money I guess Um, and there are so many things that are more important than that Um, you know I know I didn't have as much time with my family with my mum and my dad um, my brother, um I would have loved to have had more time with them, so yeah um I define myself more around that corporate world and it 's not the right thing to do mm,
0: sounds like you 've got a a good equilibrium of you know you are earning an income through your shop, but it 's you love love what yeah. you do and every day is just a pleasure it 's a the pace is good for you. You know, you're you yeah. not putting stress on yourself, which I, I should imagine if you um, add stress to your life, your ability to function will diminish um, bec- just because of the precarious nature of how the brain is healing.
1: Yeah, look, and I, I was never a very st- uh, stressful person either. I it, sort of externally, I didn't uh, have episodes at work or anything like that I was a very calm um sort of person but um somehow it must have been um impacting me in a way that someone was saying to me it's um something you've got to do something something that as you say is less stressful
0: I'm looking forward to coming to visit you one day so that'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> to meet you in well, person it- it's
1: a beautiful place now. You know, I was in HR for um, so many years. I'm still in it because when you come into Cozy Home, my store, it's it's like a haven. It's like a sanctuary. The It's a great feeling my customers tell me about. They they sort of walk in and they want to talk about their day and their life and, and anything and still go away with a, a contented feeling. Not buying anything, that's fine. Um, <laughs> pop on in and have a chat and – and I designed the store with a, a, a feeling I wanted to create the right lighting, the right store fittings and the way the store is laid out so that, so that people come in and they go, oh, this is a really great store. I really like being in here and I'll, I'll have a chat. And some, sometimes I say, do you want a coffee? Sometimes customers say, yeah, I'll have a coffee with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great environment.
0: And so the purpose of that store is to sell homewares? It is. Homewares
1: and, and gifts. Um, I've got furniture, cushion. I've got them. so many cushions. You know, people who love cushions, come, <laughs> come on in for sure. But <laughs> I've got jewellery, um, body care, candles, all sorts of things. And, you know, to me it's... As I said, I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing this as a lifestyle change, not for anything else. And, and I've got a water view. I'm on Edelong Beach. Um, someone said, said to me the other day, you need to open Cozy Home, uh, at Noosa Beach.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll do that as well. So, yeah. uh, that's wonderful. So people feel welcome. They've sort they of stopping by and chatting. Well, let's mm-hmm. hope you've got people supporting you buying because that's the reason you're also in business. <laughs> so that, that, that's great. <laughs> and I guess Sarah, in terms of your priorities now, I'm just interested in what your priorities are going forward with your life.
1: You know, I've, I've. Um, um, met someone, so my girlfriend said to me when I moved back here. She said, "She says I know you will find love here, and I have." So that has to be a priority now. So yeah, I'm starting to make sure that not not only do I have time for my um, new business, but I also have um, beautiful time with my new partner, Brian. So yeah, that's um,
0: that's really special. Yes, that's wonderful, because I guess you sh- you shared a photograph with me and I could just see the joy um, sort of emanating from your face and his. You were also talking about finding your own contentment and happiness. So what are some of the things that you've done to do that?
1: It's sometimes very simple. When I get down to the store in the morning and I'm setting up outside, I I stop and I look at the water view. Just for a few seconds, and I think to myself, "How lucky am I to to live in a a sort of a paradise in Australia?" I'm I'm also making sure that, as I said, I eat well every day and drink plenty of water, and and make sure that I'm ready for the day as well. The other the other priority in my life at the moment is. Um, Friends and making sure that um, I'm spending time with my friends as well and having good times with with them. You know, previously I, I w- would be away or I couldn't um, see them or I'd just I'd send them a text message or whatever to say hello. And you no, know, now now I call in and see them um, and have a coffee. So that's another priority as well too. So friends lovers and um and a and a great place to be as well too
0: so what are your tips for living fabulously sarah physically stay healthy with great food mentally
1: um be a power girl um for sure and just try and stay strong every day it's okay to to get a bit down but don't be down for too long and um and step up again and and be that um power girl again Emotionally, um, you know, it's, it's okay to be emotional. Um, it, I, I think that actually shows strength when you are emotional, when, when you want to have a, a quick um, cry, do that. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. And I think that's um, good therapy as well too. So, yeah, so from the physical, mental and emotional state of life, um yeah, stay, stay strong as far as you can, yeah.
0: And you can find Sarah Wade, she has a, an Instagram account, which is Cozy Home Etalong Beach, and also on Facebook, Cozy Home Etalong Beach. These will be in the show notes for you. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your journey. It seems almost impossible that less than two years ago you had a stroke and weren't able to speak And weren't able to walk and to me it's just amazing and thank you so much for taking the uh, risk that you would come on the show with me and talk and you've been wonderful let me tell you you've got your confidence you can you can talk with the best of us so keep on doing that some of my takeaways were that you talked about supporting yourself in all areas of your life by eating well. So it's sort of foundational to your health and well-being. And I'd say sleep is as well. Eating well and sleeping well gives you the balance to cope with anything that comes your way in your day. Mm -hmm. And then you also talked about prioritizing yourself and doing things in a contented way. And I love that. Putting yourself first is not selfish. We know that. And then you've spoken about it's more important to focus time on people that we love because that's Mm -hmm. where we get the return in our life not yes we do all need money for certain things but money is not the thing that brings us the happiness and joy and contentment so mm. fantastic and i love your closing statement of being a power girl and stay strong but be vulnerable <laughs> you know with a couple of tears it's good tears is like washing away pain so that's good mm. you know so being in touch with ourselves that way too so thank you so much for being with me on the show today
1: no thanks babe it's, it's been a pleasure and and thanks for the opportunity to to make sure I can do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did amazingly thanks. well. And thanks. I'm so pleased that you joined me. Thank mm. you. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.